Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Shop in-store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. This is Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on ECNZ. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy on Breakfast for SCNZ, And we are back day two, Tuesday, the 1st of February. First of the month, how good. It's great to be back on the airways with my good mate Baz McCullen. There in Matamata and the team up in Auckland. Hope you're doing well. And you out there, our listeners, all the supporters of the show, the SENZ Breakfast Show, we want to hear from you throughout the morning. So please give us a call anytime on the Kenar Tire phone line 0800 150 811. Or give us a text double eight double three because without you, well, the show would be quite boring. So we want to hear from you. Let us know. Anyway, got a great show for you today. Lots of sports happening, lots of events around the world happening. NFL, golf, tennis, it's all going. Trudy spoke about it at the Winter Olympics. We've got a solid team. Big aspirations for them over there in Tokyo. So looking forward to watching them. Nico Porteous, Zoe Sadowski, Senate, two absolute superstars and many, many more too. So we'll keep you up to date with what's happening over there. So looking forward to that. But today we're going to talk about the golf. Another great day for our queen of the fairways as Lydia Ko edged out rival Danielle Kang to claim her 17th LPGA win, winning the Gamebridge event in Florida. Ryan Bellingy is, an own, is the owner of golfnews.net and we'll get his reaction from that win over there as well. And wow, she's come of age as of late as our great girl she's only 24 years of age too so she's still so so young and we know she's going to finish and she's going to retire by the time she's 30 she wants to go and study psychology over in her home of korea so wow she's she's going pretty good she's going pretty good so we're going to chat about her earlier on in the show about just about seven o'clock have a chat to ryan bellinger about lydia ko's win yesterday it was great to have uh See her back in the winning stage again. And then, well, after that, we're going to chat a bit more tennis because everywhere I went yesterday, I was out on the golf course and everyone was talking about it. Everyone was talking about the tennis, 
the Rafa mid the Viv um, final and what went on over there in, in Australia and Melbourne and the five-setter down from two sets to win it. So we're going to talk about that a bit more. 21st Grand Slam, the first males t male tennis player to do it. And we're going to talk about that. And also Ash Barty, the queen of all surfaces. She's, um, she's done it all on all the surfaces in tennis, major Grand Slam. So we're going to chat about that. We've got Jose Morgado. He's a lead commentator and journalist out of Portugal. And he'll talk to us. And we'll get his reaction about the Australian Open. So looking forward to talking to Jose Mordado from Portugal. And then we're going to chat a bit of cricket and a bit of rugby. Because 8 o'clock uh, guest, he's done it all. He's an absolute superstar in both formats. Will Jordan and Karen Reid lay in the platform. So Skip Baz McCullum could come in and back would scoop Bondi for six. We're going to get Will Jordan on the show just after 8 o'clock, get his... Wow, we haven't really spoke to him since the Black Clash, and if you haven't watched it, try and go watch a replay because some of those technique and his skill sets he was showing on the on the on the cricket field and, and on, out there in the crease was phenomenal. So we're gonna have a chat to Will Jordan. He's just joined up with the Crusaders too, and we'll see how training's going. He's had a big off uh big summer, relaxing and well deserved too. So looking forward to chatting to him. And then eight eight forty a.m. We want to talk to you. We've dedicated a time slot for you, our listeners. Our supporters out there to give us a call. And at 8.40, we're going to have, keep the phone lines open. 0800-150-811. We want to have a little, little chat to you. Damo, Damo, you out there? I know you're listening, Damo. Baz wants to hear from you. Three times three, basketball. He wants to chat a bit of b-ball. But no, 8.40, that's time for you. But not just 8.40, throughout the entire show. Give us a call anytime. We'd love to hear from you. So that is our show for today. That's enough from me. I want to pass over and go see how my good mate Baz McCullum there is a mata mata. He's up and about. He's looking rearing to go. Good morning, my brother. Good morning, my brother. Good morning. And what a busy morning. Well, busy day you had this afternoon as well. Uh, our good friend Stephen Fleming participating in the long, what do they call it? The longest mm. day when it came to golf where he played four rounds of golf over the entire day to raise money for for uh, for cancer and and you participated in that, mm. mate. Yeah, yeah, had a big day, uh, big afternoon. Not as big as everyone else. They actually teed off at seven thirty a.m. So they played four rounds. So I caught up at halfway, and I played the last uh, round and a half. I had to I had to shoot off uh, before the last nine, uh, but it was a great cause. They're raising money for cancer and longest day in golf, and um, yeah, a lot of admiration for for those blokes getting out there and putting it all in line. But it's nothing compared to what our you know, cancer sufferers go through, them and their families, so it's probably the least they can do. Just raise a bit of money for the Cancer Society. Um, but in saying that, I actually shared the uh, fairways with a young golfer, and Louie knows her. Um, she's got big, big future. She's even heading over to America uh, end of Feb. Um, Amelia Garvey. Amelia Garvey. She's um, a young superstar Kiwi golfer. I played uh, around with her, and I apologise, Amelia, if you're listening, because I was terrible. I was hopeless, and I think I was wearing off on her because she was, she was spraying it a wee bit too. And then when we swapped carts, I went into another cart after the the first day. Then she went in the other one. She started playing well, and I started playing well. So maybe we're not a good, a good team. But <laughs> um, yeah, had a good had a good day yesterday, Bears. Just um, hitting hitting a few golf balls and getting out there and just raising a bit of money for for a great cause. But watch that. What's that name, bud? What's that name? Mili Garvey. We're going over and joining 
Lydia Ko. And hopefully we can have another Kiwi superstar representing and flying the flag with, with pride. Yeah, nice. Nice. Well, good on the uh, well, everyone that participated in that. I know it's, a, it's something that the whole, uh, the whole golfing community in New Zealand has been trying to get up and running is participating in the longest yep. day and trying to get plenty of money raised for um, cancer. So fabulous effort from all you guys involved as well. And um, let's let's continue to head down that path with with the um, with golf being used as a bit of a I guess um, outlet to to help do that. Mate, I didn't get up to a lot yesterday. Oh, actually, that's not true. I did. I've sort of um, finished. We finished work yesterday, and then I had uh, Kyle Mills and his family staying with me over the weekend. So they they shot back nice. to Auckland um, yesterday. So took a little bit of brunch back, you know. Fed the horses, mm-hmm. took a bit of brunch back, caught up with them, and then um, I had a little bit of admin to do yesterday afternoon. Uh, obviously, I coached the Kolkata Night Riders and the IPL, um, and the major auction is not too far away. Uh, it's the 12th and 13th of February, so a lot of our planning is um, is going on at the moment. Normally, you go over for the auction because um, it's such yep. a big business. It's you know you're spending all the salary caps close to sort of 15 million. US dollars, so uh, for each team, so you're spending quite big money trying to buy players, and and so ideally you'd be there, but with our borders being effectively shut and having to quarantine mm. when you come home, etc., um, it's not really on the go. So you're tr- having to do a lot of Zoom conversations and spend quite a bit of time, sort of just chatting through strate- strategies and and how you're going to go about it. So we had a big about a two and a half hour Zoom yesterday afternoon with all. My CEO over in um, India and assistant coaches and and uh, analysis analysts analysis <laughs> analysts <laughs> and etc. Where we're just sort of going through how what players we feel like we would suit our, our regime and and um, the style of play best. So that was quite it's fascinating stuff. And we've been How's pulling that together looking, over the last few weeks. Yeah, it's well, it's going to be interesting, mate, because it's so competitive, right? Like, you've got now 10 mm-hmm. teams in that IPL structure. It's the biggest show in, in cricket by miles, you know. it's it's Obviously, there's plenty of money involved in it, but also the, the eyeballs and, and the opportunity for people to really change their lives in that tournament too. So you've got to just, you've got to make sure you get it right. Um, and it's going to be such a competitive tournament. Uh, I guess, bidding war as well for for the top-end players. So you've really just got to work out, are you prepared to go real hard for a couple of players and then make up the rest of your squad um, with maybe some, some lesser players or do you sort of try and smooth that out across the entire squad? So it's quite a fascinating sort of setup. We're going to end up picking roughly around 20 players. We've retained four of yep. our players already. Um, Andre Russell, Sunil Narayan, and then our two local Indian players, Venkatesh Iyer and Varun Chakravarti. So there's four there which we've retained, um, which was the best part of 42 crore. So there's quite a lot of money paid mm. to them already. Um, it's almost half your salary cap. Um, and then you've got 48 crore now to spend on the remainder of your squad to try and pick another 16. So it's really interesting. You can only play four in this squad as well, mate. There are four international players in in each game so mm-hmm. whilst you pick eight in your squad you can only play four so the real onus and emphasis goes on picking strong indian talent um, because they make up the majority of your of your side so that's that's kind of what i got up to yesterday mate and that'll continue to to progress as uh, as the auction nears there might be some kiwis which 
which uh, well, they would definitely that's what I was going to ask, mate. do well. As, as the coach, yep. as the coach, are you, are you getting a few WhatsApps and just you know a few emoji winks <laughs> and kind of hands yeah. up and, yes. and you know things like yeah. little back yeah, door, heaps you know? of mates around auction time, eh? <laughs> heaps of mates, <laughs> <laughs> and and you also get heaps of like. You know, assistant coaches and that from around the world going, oh, yeah. hey, Baz, how you doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, any any spots opening up anytime soon? It's like, mate, if I can't find room for Daggy on the support staff, I can't find room oh. for the rest of you, you know? <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine. So, we, so like, let's, let's, be, let's throw it out there because we all want to know. Everyone wants to know. When are you going? That sort of thing. When are you leaving <laughs> me again? <laughs> Oh, it'll be sort of uh, early sort of March. We'll be we'll be heading over there, and the tournament will last about um, eight weeks. So it's only a month. Uh, yeah, but that's okay. We can jam a lot <laughs> in inside a month, and you know, continue to uh, got to do what you got to do, bud. Yeah, do yeah, but that's going to be fascinating, mate. And there will be some some Kiwi boys who make good money, you know, um, and mm. and rightly so. Um, a couple of guys, I'd, I'd imagine the likes of, say, I don't know, uh, Trent Bolts and, and Lockie Ferguson, and that, guys who have, have sort of done well over in that tournament, mm. they'll be sought after. Um, and others, I'm not really sure. Well, like, there might be some batters too who are, who are sought after, but there's also sometimes no real, no rhyme nor reason why internationally proven cricketers don't necessarily get picked up for a lot of money in that tournament yep. too. Um so yeah, we'll see what unfolds. But I'll I'll keep drip feeding some stuff through over the next you know week or so, and then maybe nice. if anyone's interested, you can watch the auction and see how we end up going. But all, my all I've sort of said is is like, why don't you guys kind of pick the squad and then when we get over there, then just leave us to it. We'll take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll get the boys yeah, feeling ten foot tall and bulletproof and getting out there and trying to play an attacking style of cricket like. Team Rugby did this year in the Black Clash, <laughs> like Will Jordan oh. did this year in the Black Clash. Oh. That was impressive. Let's, let's, let's talk about it briefly. Yeah, mate, that was very, very impressive. And I, I know we, uh, end of last year, we were on the air and we went through the whole, you know, all, all the team crickets, rug, um, bowling techniques, how Daggy's going to approach them, how am I going to attack um, Dolly's McCullum or... Dolly's Elliot, you know, he doesn't turn it. <laughs> Vittori doesn't turn it. You know, we had a good, solid plan. We had a good, solid plan. And then as summer went on, as summer went on, and like Smithy said, I had a lot on my plate. So as summer went on, <laughs> there was a lot on my plate, and my foot couldn't handle all those plates. So, um, yeah, I had, to, I had to pull out. I had to pull out about two weeks out from the Black Clash. Now, in all honesty, my foot... Is no good. I think I've got to get these screws out. Um, so I've got two screws on top of my foot. Uh, I'm going to see the surgeon in February, and I'm going to have to pull out and um, and get those out because it's still quite quite tender and it's still still quite so. So, so by playing cricket was was a no no. But mate, from watching, I'm not sure your rehab was as 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 sound as it could have been. Oh, I, I get the feeling. I get the feeling. How you do you know you weren't here? You weren't. <laughs> am, am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, mate. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, definitely not wrong, mate. <laughs> you just sound like my wife and Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> you're an old, you're oh, just a bit old school, eh? You know, it'll heal in time. 
things all come good. Nah, but I'll tell you who was it, listening to our instructions, mm-hmm. and that was Will Jordan. And we're going to get Will yeah. Jordan on later, as you said just before. And we're going we're gonna to get him to talk us through how he constructed his innings, which, which didn't, it didn't come without concern. He, wore, he had yeah. to wear one in the back of the, the back of the lid from Jacob Orham at one stage, so he was tested throughout. He was tested early. His mm. resolve was mm. put under pressure, and just mm. questioned. And he just responded in the most emphatic of styles. And didn't he just serve it up to Mattress, my brother? Just gave it to mm. him. And the minute he gave a little bit of air, Will Jordan just deposited him long and high over long on. <laughs> the crowd loved it too, Daggy. Jeez, the crowd was like the darts. It was just bouncing. Yeah. It was like, what an event. I can't believe you didn't just come up even just for the event. I know. I was meant to. I got asked, I got asked to come along and, and bring the support. But um, no, I, I went to, uh, I watched it on TV like everyone else, man. It was a great event. And I'm looking forward to chatting to Will. And not only Will, talk about Karen Reid, mate, like his form out there and laying the foundations oh, yeah. so you, Skip, so you, Skip, could just come out and do your thing. And, and I'll be honest, you, you haven't lost Anything, anything, <laughs> and you told me, uh, and and that's a quick, quick, quick. You told me Dan doesn't turn it. Well, he did turn it when he got you out. <laughs> he turned it. That's a, that's the most I've seen Vittori turn a delivery in the last two decades. That is the most I've seen him turn one. Admittedly, it was quite wide and it was floaty and it was really tempting. And I probably, yeah. in hindsight, didn't need to come down and try and go for the glory. I only needed seven to win off twelve balls or something. But we had a stack of batting to come, and I thought, well, no one wants to see some former cricketer try and ice the game and just noodle it out to the out to the sweeper. They want to see the ball disappear or get off the field and let one of the rugby boys finish it off. That was my sort of thinking. Yeah. So nice. I was like, I, sacrif- I won't say I'll, I'll claim I sacrificed myself, but Vittori was just too good. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it, bro. But I was sitting there watching, I was going, he just turned it about half a metre. What just happened? What did I just see? Baz has been telling me he doesn't turn it, and he's turned it. I, like, oh, it I want to talk. You mentioned Karen Reid. I know we're going to get off to a break, but you mentioned Karen Reid. I want to talk to you about rugby players when they finish playing. I, I walked in and I was like, Rito, where is the rest of you, mate? Mm-hmm. Like, I want mm-hmm. Richie. Richie McCall, where is the rest here? I like my all black yeah. captains, my former all black captains with a bit of brawn, a bit of meat on the bone, and they've just like shrunk. Let's talk about that yeah, shortly. We'll come back way. soon. You're listening to you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Twenty five minutes past six here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard High phone line, oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven or send us a text double eight double three. Brett has sent us a text. He said you get the gout dagger. <laughs> I had some power pies in the far north this summer, far out. Best ever. Maybe it's not the screws. Yeah. Maybe it's a little dose of gout that you're just you're battling away <laughs> with there, is he? But I want to ask you. Uh, I want to ask you. Yeah. So yeah. Kieran Reed, right? Mm. Big, burly, strong, you know, like all black captain yeah. tape around the ears. Dripping with blood, you know, like just you you wouldn't want to just an imposing man. Richie McCaw, imposing man. I was in the change room, I was like, where's the rest of these boys? They've just shrunk. Mm. They're like they're skinnied up. And I asked him about mm. it. I asked Rita, I said, What's going on? He said, Well, I'm not getting any protein into me anymore. He said, I'm just running and I'm not he said I had to fight to keep weight on while I played rugby. Which I found quite mm. 
fascinating because she's been the entire life trying to get the weight off. But what is it about yeah. rugby players and, and maybe cricketers as well that through their sporting career, you know, they're, they're a certain physique. But then when they finish, they either go real skinny or they mm. go like some and they balloon out. What do you reckon it is, Digger? Oh, <laughs> I see where you're leading here, Bezza. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> that was no, not, I think the thing, <laughs> nothing to do with you or I. <laughs> We're both okay. absolutely I'll be the first perfect specimens. I'll be the first of it. <laughs> no, I'll be the first of it. I've learned out, mate. I've learned out. But I'm coming back. I've, I've made changes in the last two weeks, and I'm on track to be back. Um, I think with Rito and particularly with um, with Richie is, is when they finish and particularly with the in the Fords um, in the Ford you know, in the Ford pack they have to do a lot of weights and a lot of muscle building they have to be a certain physique like you, you've touched on so they're in the gym and they're eating pro they're drinking protein shakes they're putting all those all those muscle building and and weight building uh, things into their body and when they finish they don't do that they stop it they don't go to the gym. So you ask Rito, you ask Richie, they won't go to the gym. They'll do all cardio. And when you're doing all cardio, mate, you're just burning fat and you're burning muscle as well. So they're just constantly running. They're just doing um, fitness out on the bikes. Like you said, Rito's just running all day, every day. And so they lose that, that, that gym side and then they go out and do that. I think on the other side of it, when, when players actually balloon out, I think when you're playing... You, you eat heaps, you eat heaps, and you, you put in so much into your body, but the thing is, there's so much going out of your body as well. You're training, you're running kilometres all day, you're lifting weights, you're so active. And I think on the other side, when you stop from playing footy and you stop playing sport and you stop doing all that because you're like, I've just been working my absolute butt off, I'm just going to chill mm. here, but you still have the same intake, so you're eating the same foods. And, and and your mindset probably changes for some of them, you know. You're like, I haven't been able to eat that for about 10 years, so I'm going to eat that. And I haven't been able to drink that for 10 years. So you're constantly taking a lot in, but you're not putting a lot out. So that's where it all piles on. And um, it's, it's like my wife says, mate. It's all about balance. Finding that <laughs> balance in life. I just I just find um, it fascinating that, like, like you... You tr- you have this career like you go so hard for the entire career, and you just sacrifice and, and everything. And then when you finish, then you pick up something else where you just like <laughs> sacrifice and go so hard. Like you'd think you'd just enjoy the fruits of your labour, wouldn't you? Let down a little yeah. bit, like a good, like a good racehorse does after its, you know, after its career. They just sort of you can I see think- them just settle into their body and they can just enjoy the paddock. The, yeah, like I think Rich, like for Richie, for me. Probably the, the the athlete where he could go to a dark place and he could find that hurt locker and he could stay in that hurt locker for long periods of time and, and, and love it. And I think that's what Richie does. He loves finding that something where he knows it's going to push him mentally to no other place where nothing will ever push you. And he likes to keep just seeing what that barrier is and that's why he does God Zones and, and Coast to Coast, you know, and... Um, whereas me, bro, I'm just, yeah, 18 holes and cruise on in and have some sashimi, you know? I so, reckon, I yeah. reckon you got it bang on, but we've got coming up after <laughs> the news, we've got a little love racing update with Louie as well. And just a quick one. When you go to the sales, you look at horses, right? And they're beefed up, bulked up, ready to go. Then you buy the horse, comes back. And then a week later, you look at it in the paddock, it's shrunk. That's like, that's like Rito. 
That's like Rito. He's shrunk. <laughs> right, 6.30 here in the morning here on Baz <laughs> for breakfast. We're off to Trudy and it's her last day. We're going to miss you, Trudy. Oh, She's got the news for no. Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ 27 minutes away from 7am. How good to have your boys Baz and Izzy back in the AM. As we amble towards the 7am news, there's a good text there the lads will get to shortly. But Baz called it Love Racing.NZ. And Baz, you have been in many of those hospitality tents getting wined and dined at Karaka over the years. And you see these unbelievable yearlings. And I know exactly what you mean. And it's not like you've been sold a dream. That is the literal horse. But they never look as good as they the day they do when you're having a couple of beers and they're going through the yearling parade and the senses are all heightened because the noises and the smells of New Zealand bloodstock, they never look as good as they do that day, do they? No, not unless they go on to become Group 1 champions, of course. Yes. But, no, they've got their protein on board. They're ready to go. That's, that's peak, peak performance day. That's the parade. That's it. And it's um the dream stays alive, but uh yeah, the the day they're walking around there they look beautiful, perfectly groomed. Those horse people were smart the way they can do that. Hey, love racing.nz. Um boys, today actually I think back to the day the dream probably a year ago nearly. Oh, actually over a year ago when I saw my little Lafrage Vanal filly out at Caraca and She's trialling again today. So she ran at Boxing Day at Ellerslie, and she ran down the track. She chased hard. She kind of fell out of the gate. So it wasn't a bad first effort. She's gone away, put on some more weight. So she's trialling up today at Cambridge just before midday. I'm always excited to watch her trial. It's still the intoxication of the great game. And tomorrow, as we spoke about, it's an awesome race. The Legacy Lodge Waikato Guineas at 25 to 6 p.m. tomorrow this is a ripper. The more I look at this over the 2,000 metres, it's a fantastic race with many chances. Seamus, Dark Destroyer, Field of Gold, even Regal Lion for Murray Baker and Andrew Forsman. We know they can train a derby horse. The Night King as well. RJ's Flight for M- Mark Bronson got out real late last start, and I see that's moved from 26s to 16s, running in behind uh, ran in behind White Noise last start at Ellerslie, and then the Perfect Pink, who still doesn't seem to have a jockey Ooh. booked. I wonder if that's because no, but, of the weight. Yeah. Opie Bosson, is he, you, did you dream about the perfect pink saluting last night? Well, I'm just I looking and I, I can see Opie's on it. Oh. Yeah. I can see Opie's on it. Bang. So, Old you know where my money's going. <laughs> <laughs> he is booked. Yeah, good point. I hadn't refreshed my page yet. Into 250 as well. There you go. That must that he because yeah. you said it yesterday, Baz. He puts lengths on horses, and that's just not even an exaggeration. Fifty-four and a half kilos for the great Owen Patrick Boston. That is gonna hurt. <laughs> I can tell you now. You talk about going to the hurt locker. Fifty-four and a half kilos for Opie. Oh, that is gonna be a deep, deep pain for the for the great man. But he does put lengths on him. Uh, the interview after, if the perfect pink wins would not be worth taking because he won't be able to talk 
He's kind of like get gasping for air, <laughs> trying to get hot water in his mouth. And do you know the saddest thing for those jockeys is when you watch them around the starting gates and they put water in their mouth, swirl it around and spit it back out. It's so sad. Oh, it is. It's, <laughs> it makes me got, sore. This weekend we've got, um, we're going over, Liz and I are going over to, uh, to play some golf. We're going, staying with Lance and Bridget O'Sullivan and Graham Richardson's here and, and his partner Karen and Andrew Siebert from New Zealand Bloodstock and his wife Justine. But Lance, he could still ride now. Lance O'Sullivan, Hall of Fame jockey, absolute champion, train, horse trainer now and part of one of the most amazing racing families in, in New Zealand. But he could still jump on a horse right now. He would be weighing 55 kilos, I reckon, and he is that fit. And, I, and he's an example of someone who has not changed since he left the sport. It's quite incredible and quite frustrating because it's like, how do you do it? Does he have a beer, Baz? <laughs> I've got the. Do, does Lance yeah, he have a beer? A, he, yeah, he does have a beer. Yeah, he, he has a beer in that. But oh, he's just so disciplined. Maybe that's where we just don't have it. We don't have the discipline to stay on task and to just, you know, treat ourselves with any sort of respect. Nah. I enjoy life, man. Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it. You put so you make so many bloody sacrifices. If you want that pie, go have it. But it's all about intake, outtake. Input, output, I should say. What goes in must go out. Balance. Balance, Bazza. Balance. Anyway, boys, what about what's going into the perfect ping? I'm looking I've been looking and I'm thinking I'm trying to multi. Trying to multi something. Oh, you're getting into greedy. The perfect ping. <laughs> well, Unlike you. Yeah. I am. I am getting greedy, and I'm going <laughs> to... How many ETH are you going to drop on it? I'm going to drop about two ETH off it. So you, if you can't find yeah, We haven't even chatted any of these yet. That's what's going on it. <laughs> um, I don't... Izzy, can you give me... We'll wait till the market's open at 4pm, and I'll do some homework tonight, and I'll come prepared, mm. and um, and we'll, we'll find something to multi in to the perfect pink or Seamus. I still really like Seamus here. Um, thoroughbred owners, share the thrill of ownership with your mates. Go to New Zealand Bloodstock. Well, you could do this. Enter at loveracing.nz slash share the thrill for the chance to win a 10% share in a racehorse. T's and C's apply. Go to loveracing.nz to find that out. There's nothing like being intoxicated by the ownership of a racehorse. I love it. (laughs) Two dollars fifty into. Uh, we'll find you one by the end of the show. Does uh, it does, oh. <laughs> is we'll find you something, and then you can just double like, things right. I like up. that Arion. Arion is that that's pretty good horse, isn't it? Yeah, Ben Foot. Oh, I've watched that. Go. Yep, King yeah. Gallop. Yeah, Ashford Windasami, Group One jockey, mm. horse one on Tiptronic. So yep, yep. What's that pain? The odds Ooh. aren't open yet on that, is it? We'll get yeah, it on that a little yeah. bit later on. Or Epiphany. Speaking Epiphany. later on, Ooh. and there we go. And Trudy did say she'll cry if we keep going on about it, but we're going to make a big deal of Trudy today. And we've got Trudy's world for the final time coming up a little bit later on. That's going to be sad. It's going to be very sad. Mm. We love Trudy. And we're going to miss her immensely. But before that, we've got Quizzy Dag, and that's what's coming up next. If you want to take on the Is Master, you can win yourself a $50 bonus bet with the TAB. Give us a call now, 0800 150 811. Quarter to seven in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call 800 because it is time for our Quizzy Dag and we can give you the opportunity for a $50 bonus bet. That is what is on the line and of course Quizzy Dag is brought to us by Asher Martin. If you're not happy with your hair loss, make today your turning point. 
and search Ashley Martin online. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a pass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies cause this ain't in the bag. Yes, that's right. It's time to give away some cash. $50 TAB voucher bonus bet. Good to see the team at the TAB. I've missed this wee part of the show. And maybe maybe it's time for a wee new rap, I reckon. A wee new song. We'll have a wee... Talk to the boys in the back, Kezer and Joe, and we'll do something. Whip something up. Anyway, it's time to do the quiz, and we've got Brett from Huntley. Morena, Brett. Morena, Kazi, how's your gout? Oh, the gout's good, <laughs> brother. The gout's good. The gout's power pie. Where'd you get that from? Uh, so that's uh, at Hohora. So we've got another half an hour north of Kaitai. It's a long way up. Oh, that's a very uh, long way up, brother. I love to do a wee camper van trip around here. Yeah, nice, (laughs) nice. All right, Brett, your time, brother. Question number one. It's a toughie. How many points does Lydia Ko need to reach the Golfing Hall of Fame? Oh, far out. No idea. It's not five and it's not seven. (laughs) It's not five and it's not seven, but it's somewhere in between. Oh, somewhere in between. (laughs) We'll go for half a dozen there, Beth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Alright, no more That's your phone a friend Bears is out Bears is out Question number two <clears throat> Question number two Which team will face the Rams In the Super Bowl in two weeks time? Oh, how did Cincinnati make that? I know I know, man How did they make that? I know. Choke. Choke. No good. Anyway, bro, question number three. Question number three. How many Kiwis will compete at the Winter Olympics? Team of 14. Oh. No. Oh. So close. So close, Brett. Thanks so much, brother. Have a good day. We're going to go Tim. Tim from Christchurch. Morning, Tim. Hello, we boys. We're good. We're good. You're getting no clues today, Timmy. No no rhyming, <laughs> shrimings. Here we go. How many Kiwis will compete at the Winter Olympics? I'm pretty sure it's 15. It is 15. Well done. Question oh. number four. Which West Indies fast bowler took four wickets and four balls, a double hat-trick against England on Sunday? Jason Holder. Ooh, beautiful. Question number five for the money and the glory. Here we go. Which football club has won the most FA Cup titles in history? Um, Arsenal. <laughs> well done. Well done, Timmy, brother. Congratulations. Football, we can right Thanks for that. Yeah, right <laughs> in your wheelhouse, eh? Well done, well done, mate. Um, got any tips for us? What are you going to put that money on? Are you going to stay safe oh, for tomorrow? Uh, 
Oh, I don't know, mate. I haven't haven't been looking at anything lately. I, I've been going pretty rubbish, so I've been trying to avoid the TAB, taking all my money. Mate, I know what you can do. Did you see that? So, did you see that multi yesterday where that guy put twenty dollars on the exact scores for the NFL? He won half a million. Half a million. Oh, wow, yeah, that's pretty cool. Do one of those, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now that Thanks now that back you... on here, we'll get you a tip. We'll get you a tip, Tim. Don't worry about that. All right, well done, brother. All the best. Have a good day. That was. Our quizzy dang that was brought to you by Ashley and Martin. If you're not happy with your hair loss, make today your turning point and search Ashley and Martin online. We got coming up next for the final time, and it might bring tears. Let's hope not. There'll be tears of joy, but a bit of sadness as well. We look forward to Trudy's World. It's 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 Trudy's World. That really is the best oh. intro ever, and I'm going to miss it and miss <laughs> you guys. But I, I'm going to—I'm just letting you know. I'm, the only reason I'm leaving is I'm going through a little bit of a midlife crisis. I'm changing my name to Lola. Trudy's world is now Lola's world. I'm going to be a lady of leisure and activity. Lola, that's what it's going to go and do. But I just want to say, um, you look, deserve that. Oh, thanks, guys. It's been an absolute blast, and having you guys as as little brekkie partners here at work at SENZ over the last wee while since we launched last winter has been absolutely one of the best professional experiences of my radio career. So just privilege of working with you guys every morning, especially you two characters, Baz and Izzy. Um, no doubt any future work I do will be very boring compared to what the last sort of <laughs> seven or eight months. You've been fun and funny and I just, where else am I going to get this? Beers and punting and sporting chat in the nowhere. mornings. Nowhere. Literally so, nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> the highlight has been getting to no. know your male psyches and, and the, my funniest. I have to tell you my funniest moment, boys. So we were interviewing, I won't say who it was, a, a particular female, and you were, and the guys had, had never heard of her. And they were like, oh, such and such is going to interview this chick at like 10 to 7. And they were like, oh, yeah. And as, as he's like, is she tidy? And I'm like, it's radio. It's radio. It's radio. It doesn't matter how good or bad she looks. It's how she sounds. <laughs> wow. I had to get that one in there. I had to. Daisy, hope you're a bed. Well, I don't think you can get tidier than Daisy. She's gorgeous. But anyway. That was my... bus over Rizzy on your way Yeah, out. I just had to get that one in there. There's falling off the seat. <laughs> yeah. Joey doesn't quite know what to say. Did I that? No. No. But it's, I, I've no, loved it's every moment. The male psyche is so different to the female like stuff. And I loved when we talked love languages and then we go completely off tangent like that. So it's good. I loved it. At least I didn't admit who oh. it was. <laughs> Trudy, Trudy, yes, yes. you're an absolute champ. You're an absolute champ. I know who it was. Uh, you're a champ. And we, we are going to miss you. And, and we... We always say it. We always say it. You are the glue. And uh, obviously, when you told us the news, when you ruined our holiday, um, <laughs> no, it was. Uh, but honestly, we, we love you, and we, you're amazing. And just like we said before, you got to go enjoy life, and that's what you're gonna do. And you've got a lot of supporters on this show too. Like Jim's come through. Happy days are here, Trudy. Super oh, job thanks, done. Jim. That is from Jim from Tamuka. But honestly, when I'm out and about, people are like, they just love the balance that you brought to the show, and. And, and and you know brought a different perspective to life and and to to the show and yeah it's gonna be missed mate yeah but, um, I'm gonna miss you guys yeah, thanks Izzy and and um I you know what There's, you've got Karen coming in to fill in for a couple of days and then you're gonna have someone new and fresh and it'll be good mm. You'll, it'll take it new places she tidy. <laughs>
Oh, is she okay. coughing? Oh, look, Louis shaking his head. It's okay. We're allowed to just be a bit borderline on Trudy's last day. Rudy, Trudy, took it places it didn't need to go. And Baz, um, oh. I was like calling out to you on the on the f- field at Black Clash because I was like watching the game. I was like, Baz, Baz. And everyone's just like, have you got like something for Baz? I'm like, no, I'm just waving. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for being But like, yes. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> the muscle shirt days were very fun. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh. We are going to miss you immensely. That is for sure, Trudy. That's no doubt. It's, uh, I think it is what you're referring to is... Is common sense with Trudy. I think that's what people love about what what Trudy brings to the show. She brings a nice balance and keeps us all on task, but also just just sometimes treads that fine line too, but we're going to miss you so much. (laughs) We'll keep talking about it right throughout the next couple of hours as well. We know that you've got some exciting stuff coming up in your world as well, Um, but that was our last edition of Trudy's World, and that's a bit sad. That's just a bit sad, but we'll... We'll, uh, we'll we'll carry on. You're not dying. You're just moving elsewhere. <laughs> but we miss you. We're gonna miss you, Tree. Oh, crikey! Right, heaps more coming up on the show as well. I need him a cafe about now. I don't know about you, is, but I certainly do. We're gonna go back to Trudy now as well for the news with Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ Day Two. We're back. We're back on the tools, and I'm loving it. Loving being back with the team. It's Tuesday, the first of February. And it's been a big couple of days in the sporting world, and we've reacted yesterday to the Super Smash. Today we're reacting to the golf, the golf, the golf that happened. Our queen, Lydia Ko, taking out the Gamebridge event in Florida, winning her 17th event, and we're going to react to that very shortly. But coming up on the show as well, we're going to talk tennis. Tennis over at Australia, the Australian Melbourne Open and well, Rafa Nadal and Ash Barty taking the glory in the end. And Rafa taking his 21st Grand Slam, the first male tennis player to do so, the world record holder for most Grand Slams. So we're going to talk about that with Jose Morgado. He's a leading commentator and journalist out of Portugal, and we're going to chat to him about that. And then just after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk some rugby and some cricket because this guy is an absolute legend. Will Jordan and Kieran Reid laying the platform so Skip Baz can come on and uh, do what Baz does best and those unorthodox style of play that he brings. An exciting style of play that fans and pundits want to see and, and enjoy. So we're going to talk to Will Jordan. Will Jordan was class, absolute class with the bat at the top of the order and uh, laid an absolute foundation for Team Rugby to get the win and chase down 204. You'd think that would be too steep for for the lads, the rugby lads, but they chased it down with ease. So we're going to talk to that. And then 8.40, we want to hear from you. We didn't get to all the years because the quiz went really quick and well, Tim from Christchurch took it out. So we want to hear from you. 8.40, the lines are open. Give us a call. 8.40 or any time throughout the morning. 0800-150-811. If anything triggers you, give us a call. Anytime. We want to hear from you. But right now we're going to talk a bit of golf and we got a good guest out of America on the line. She might only be 24, but Lydia Coe has felt like she's been in our lives forever. And yesterday, winning her 17th LPGA Tour event proves her game is as good as it's ever been. Fending off her good friend Danielle Kang on a tight final day. Lids finished with a final round. Three under, 69 to claim to claim the Gamebridge event in Florida. Ryan Bellinger is the owner of Golf News Net. 
and a very clever golfing mind. He is also followed by Barack Obama, the one and only Barack Obama. How good on Twitter, which feels like a story in itself. But he is with us to talk about Lydia and all things golf. Good morning, Ryan. It's morning here. G'day. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I'm great. Yeah, thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks for joining us. We just, uh, it was a great day for Kiwi fans seeing our golden girl, um, well, getting back to where she's been so accustomed to in the winning circle, Lydia Ko, mate. What, what would your take from her uh, win over a good friend and, and a player that's in so such fine form in herself, Danielle King? But what would your take from that tournament, mate? It was just a joy to see. It was a great showdown with them playing together in the final day. Lydia mentioned after winning that she really hasn't had many opportunities to play on a Sunday or in a final round with Danielle Kang, with someone she considers kind of a bigger sister. And that that, that in and of itself made it special for her. But to be able to just kind of hang on and, and really... Yeah. Oh. We might have just, we might have just lost in the end. He was... In on some great chat too, Ryan Ballinger out of, out of the United States on our Anywhere link and having a chat. But I think Baz, I think when you think of Lydia and you think where she's come from, you know, like when she hit the when she started and she started, she turned pro and she was winning all those events even before she turned pro, she was winning all those events, and she was she was classy Are you there, Ryan. I am yes. Awesome, awesome. Sorry, Matt, you me? cut out there for a wee bit. So carry on. But the the bunker shot that she hit on the 72nd hole to secure everything, to hit it to a foot, I mean, that's a nervy spot. That's a tough situation. And to force Danielle Kang to make a putt that wasn't really comfortable for her either to force extra holes and and couldn't do it, uh, I think that was kind of the moment for me as someone who's followed her career since she first won when she was 15 on the LPGA. to convince me that she's all the way back. I mean, she is securely third in the world right now behind Nellie Korda and Jin Young Ko. And it feels like she might be setting herself up for a year where she could get it, make it a three person conversation for the best women's player in the world right now. Hey, Ryan, it's Baz here. You mentioned that you followed her career right throughout. And when you think back over her career, what is it that stands out about not just her golf, but also how she's conducted herself as a person? I think she's grown a lot as a person. I think that she puts herself out there a lot too. And not everyone's willing to do that. Uh, And she does it obviously in her own way. Everyone does. But I I think that she has been really honest with people about what she perceives her career trajectory to be, how long she wants to do this, where she wants to go in the game. And I think that draws a lot of people to her. I mean, I tweeted about her yesterday winning and, to have so many people set, you know, like that tweet and be happy with her winning again and being at what I perceive to be close to her best. I, I think that's kind of stands how people have resonated with her over the years. And she's like, we've said 24 years old. She's nowhere near the end. She, she's more close to the beginning than the end. And so that means she's at this kind of next wave of her career, which could be as good as, if not better than the first. And I, I think that's really fascinating now. Awesome. Also, we're talking to Ryan Ballinger out of the United States about Lydia Ko and that 17th one. If you've got any questions, text double eight double three on the text line. We'll get those to Ryan. Hey, Ryan, just talk about to us about Lydia Ko. She is 24 years of age. 
And she, she said already she's going to retire by the time she's 30. She wants to go and do psychology, which I think is crazy because she could just play forever in the game of golf and, and create an absolute legacy. But if she does do that, where do you think she will sit? At this current rate, you know, we can't predict the future, but where do you think she would sit as the current all-time golfers ever on the world stage? That's such a hard-to-answer question, right? I mean, <laughs> we know what the first half or whatever, the preamble, whatever you want to call those 16, yeah. 15 wins uh, in the early mm-hmm. portion of her career, and I think that would put her, at least in terms of a prodigy, one of the three or four greatest ever. But then if you look in the whole arc of her career, you have to think about kind of different players and, and how they chose to spend their careers. So, I, I, I mean, I think, and I used to think immediately about Lorena Ochoa in comparison to Lydia Ko because Lorena mm-hmm. Ochoa walked away number one in the world with 27 wins, something to that effect, and went on and kind of had her life. She decided to raise a family and walk away from the grind of professional golf. And so I think there's a little ways to go to get to that level, but not that far for Lydia. She's got a couple of majors, Lorena, similar spot. Mm. She could find herself kind of playing the brand of golf for the foreseeable future through her twenties. That could make her better than Lorena Ochoa. And, and I don't know if that gets you to Kari Webb territory. It won't get you to Annika territory, mm. but it'll certainly get you better than mm. maybe Dottie Pepper. So there's almost kind of a limitless number of possibilities for her if, she, if that's what she do, chooses to do and play golf for six more years. But I also think she's maybe interested in staying a professional golfer longer because what she's had to endure the last few years before tw- mm. kind of really COVID forced a pause of play and she was able to reevaluate what she really thinks about her place in golf and what she wants to do in it. Both. Both Izzy and myself, we we love golf and we, we sort of try our best at it, but it's such a precision sport that the mental challenges of the sport are so difficult as well. Do you think having such a balance in her life has allowed her to be as as good at a young age as what she's been able to? That's a great question. I mean, I, And I always kind of think about this type of stuff, but not only about people who are great at something at a young age, but just people who find greatness. How do you find it? How do you sustain it? What keeps you there? What motivates you? And I think there's a different recipe for lots of different types of athletes. Some people, it's they have a chip on their shoulder they've learned to harness that they've never gotten rid of. Uh, I mean, there are some players who were just molded to be great and drilled it into themselves and bought into it. And I think maybe Lydia's kind of somewhere in between. I mean, she knows she's great. And she sought out trying to get better in ways that she perceived with David Ledbetter and it blew up in her face and it didn't work. And I think that caused a cascading series of events that led to kind of this three year downfall of trying to figure out what in the world went wrong and how could she get back to just how easy things used to seem. And I I think she mentioned it yesterday after winning that the break forced by COVID allowed her to do that, to say, okay, this is the way it used to work. And that worked for me. Well, how can it work for me moving forward? And maybe that psychology interest that she's so interested in really helps drive that is trying to have enough self-awareness to say, how do I think, how do I approach and how do I make that better? And that I, I think really being able to break yourself down, know what you do and then Iterate on it. Get a little bit better at it for the place in life that you're in. I think that's what makes a great athlete. I think that's what makes 
this kind of resurgence story really important. Yeah, I love it. I love it, Ryan. It's um, I I couldn't when she was such a young age, and then she was winning, and she was she was so successful, and then and then a lot of changes started happening, and we started. I don't know. I feel like we lost our, our Lydia. I feel like she's just going back to the basics. She's going back to what worked, and and it's working now. And it's great to see her happy, smiling. She's, uh, she's in great shape, and she's she's on the winning circle again. So as Kiwis, we're we're so proud of her, and uh, hopefully she can keep keep at it. But mate, going forward, which notable tournament has a storyline we should be watching out for? Which LPGA, or which tournament going forward is is the big one coming up? Well, we end kind of the Florida swing this week in a town called Fort Myers in Florida with the drive one championship. Again, it's very similar field to this past weekend. A lot of the same players competing, which is a great start for the LPGA schedule. And then we kind of start this multi-month, which should be a, if it weren't a pandemic, the LPGA would be in Asia for weeks on end and kind of all-star tournaments, so to speak, to get ready before they come back to the United States for what's now going to be called the Chevron Championship, the first major of the year, which uh, what Lydia has won before. I think that's kind of the big next proving ground for her is can she do this in a major? Can she grab another major? And I, I, I think now that she feels more comfortable in her own skin, being the golfer who she is, not someone she's not, I think that's the real tournament to look out for. It'll be the last year at this long-term venue. They've had this this event, Mission Hills Country Club, be the last year for it. I wouldn't be surprised if she's coming down the stretch on Sunday with a chance to win. Beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, Ryan, before we let you go, mate, I'm, I'm always fascinated. You've followed golf your entire life. Who Who is the one player currently playing or, or previously has played that you loved watching or love watching and, and why? What what was it about their game? Or, or is it about their game? I think when I was younger, it was was Phil Mickelson because he took so many risks. I, I like risk. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that in, in my golf when I play. And I think that's what drew me to it, is that he was willing to try the crazy stuff. And a lot of the time it worked, but he was okay if it didn't. I think the older I get, the more I appreciate precision, the more I appreciate uh, technical beauty and just being really, really good at something. And that, I think that's why I love now watching Colin Morikawa play. He's just incredibly mm-hmm. controlled. He has such great technique. He, he knows he's better than you. He knows he's better than everybody, but he doesn't <laughs> show it. He never talks about it, never frames it in a way like a Bryson DeChambeau would. He just goes about his business and all of a sudden <laughs> you've lost. He's won. And I, I, I really have come to appreciate that in the short time that he's been a professional golfer. Yeah, he's my favorite. Is he? This is Izzy. He's my favorite. Right, um, Colin Morikawa. He's won me a bit of cash on the TAB too, so I like him. But you're right. <laughs> the way he can. He, he won me some money at the British Open too, line. so I'm not going to complain about that. <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah, he got me paid. But the way he hits his five irons, he can put them on an absolute dime and put them to a what? few centimeters of where he's aiming he is so classy he's got a huge huge future so now we really appreciate you on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast show uh Ryan Ballinger out of the United States mate such insightful comments from you and we really appreciate your time this morning thank you so much thanks so much fellas appreciate it there you go that was Ryan well, Ballinger and he's Izzy we might have found him out we might have found the man after our own heart eh you'll run it back oh, from inside no. the 22 I'll try and dance <laughs> down the wicket and 
bang one over the top. And Ryan Balanji loves watching golfers who take on risk. How good. We oh. might have found a man after our own heart. And it's great that uh, that he he feels Lydia's back to where she could really threaten as well. So fantastic and hope for a huge year for Lydia Co. Let us know your thoughts, double eight, double three on Lydia Co. Maybe just where she was a few years ago, where she is now, and what you foresee her uh, abilities in the future. Where can she get to and what can she achieve? It is 7.18 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Got plenty more to come. We'll be back soon. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 23 minutes past seven here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. We had a great chat to Ryan Ballinger out of the US who was talking all things Lydia Coe and also golf and his desire for Phil Mickelson. Loved listening to, love watching Phil Mickelson play because the level of risk he operated at. We'll talk a little bit more about Lydia Coe shortly. Just a quick reminder, the Super Rugby season, well, it's not too far away and we've got some very cool stuff around the, uh, around the comp this year here at SENZ, including this. You think that you know your Super Rugby? Well, play SENZ Tipping Powered by Smith City and you could win over $6,000. $6,000 worth of prizes, including great weekly prizes. Register now at tipping.senzradio.nz. That is tipping.senzradio.nz. Izzy, Lydia Co. how much in your head, brother, do you think she can achieve in the next six years and do you actually think she'll finish in six years time or as Ryan alluded to she may play a little <laughs> bit longer after that oh look when she's when she said that and when she told me she was going to finish while she's 30 and do psychology I was like what what are you doing you know well, why and I think the reason is mate is because from such a young age it's probably the same with Tiger um, you know, there was just so much pressure on her as a kid. I think she just wants to go be normal, just go be normal. I think that's the whole uh, psycho- you know, psychological thing that she wants to do at the moment is when she's 30, she wants to go away. She wants to go back to her home country in South Korea. She wants to study and, 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 and move away. So I actually think she will. I actually think she'll finish up when she's 30. She's come out, she's, state, she's stated what she wants to do, so I think she'll follow through. Do I think it's the, the best decision? No, because I think she can go on and become one of the greatest. I think Annika Sorensen has won 70-something times, so she's a wee way off that, but totally different um, you know, eras, I must say. And, and that's the question I want to ask Ryan, but I want to ask you too, Bears. And, and do I think she, she can do so much more in these next six years? She can win so many more majors, so many more events. But I want to ask you this one, Bears. Annika Sorensen played... Way back in the days, you know, back in the day where, where LPGA and women's golf was totally different, probably didn't have the hype that it had right now, and, and the coverage and the probably the external pressure that that it's that it's got right now, and and the caliber of players probably not the same. I might be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But can we compare Annika and 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 can we compare what Annika and Sorensen? I'm just stating her what she's done, winning seventy times to what they're doing now. Is it harder now to do what Annika did back then? That, that's the question I want to ask you. Is it harder now and, and why? Well, I think it's impossible to compare eras, personally, and that's mm. across all sports. I think things change, right? Like the sports science, mm. which gets in, introduced into all sports, is completely different. The level of precision, the, the, the equipment's completely different. The golf course is set up different. 
um, even society's acceptance around um, females' yeah. participation in golf has completely changed. Female golf now is, is such a, a fantastic um, sport and it's incredibly well followed and, and there's lots of big stars operating in that um, LPGA, whereas probably back in the day, and that was just a sign of the times back then, that, mm. that there weren't that many females playing golf and, and I think it's, it's been a wonderful transition and you can get athletes like Lydia Ko now, even if you look at Lids, like, and you know so well, is like the transformation when she came in and she was a young girl and even just she just played the game of golf and and now you look at her she's like physically she's turned into an out and out athlete and we talk about um you know sort of body shapes and things and and the way that she's just treated that as her way of staying um competitive being able to hit the ball the distance she needs to be able, the rigors and demands that you get placed on you um playing day in day out competition of golf as well and and having to tour around the globe and play professionally constantly, it, it demands certain things. And I think you've seen that in the body transformation of Lydia Coe. And, and I, I think, you know, it's difficult to compare eras. The, the real key, and, and I always found this playing, mate, is that you're very respectful of those who have been before and their accomplish, mm. accomplishments, <laughs> get your words out, and achievements of those who have been before. Um, but the game always moves on. And the game that is now will not be the same as the game in 20 years' time. And they will be more finely yeah. tuned and they'll be better athletes. They'll hit the ball further. They'll hit the ball um, uh, sweeter and they'll be able to do it more often. So I think just appreciate all accolade, all achievements across various um, eras would be what I would say, mate. Hey, uh, I was playing with um, <clears throat> Amelia Garvey yesterday. I spoke about it, mate. She can absolutely bomb it, eh? She can bomb it, man. These these girls are hitting it as far as the men's. I I don't know if you you play Clearwater, so you play the back ten, back nine at Clearwater. Not so yeah. hole fourteen. It's a straight par four, and there's that tree yeah. on the left, and there's a big lake out the left. Yeah. She's bombed it, yeah, to about fifteen meters off the green, bro. She's about, I think she's about thirty, maybe twenty in front of me. She's about 30 or 40 in front of Lou Chile, and you know Lou, he can actually bomb it too. He yeah. hits a big ball. She's absolutely monster, this thing. So, you're, mate, these girls are just get hitting it further and further off the tee, and they're actually, you know, matching some of the men's. And I'll be honest, I'll be honest with you here, Bez. We're going to get off shortly. I actually really probably enjoy watching watching the girls hit a ball, probably a bit more, more than the men. Like, the finesse that these girls so the the act if effortless like they're so effortless in their swings they don't try and monster it they're just so like the finesse that they're able to show on that golf course i actually think it's a it's a wonderful watch watching that watching the girls do their thing and then lpga is going gangbusters in, in in the women's golf world yeah no it sure is mate timing over power for some for some people mm. i guess but they're also wonderful touch players too their ability around the green <laughs> It's a bit of a generalisation, but I, I seem to think that, that women's golfers, they're able to putt a lot better than, than most of us men. Oh. <laughs> I can't putt. <laughs> I hate putting. <laughs> but I still, I'm not sure. Like, you know Lydia very well. I don't know Lydia. I've met her once, um, but I don't know her. But when you get, you, you can put a time frame on something. You can say you're going to finish by 30. But when 30 rolls around real quick and you haven't quite achieved everything that you want, you realise you're a long time retired, you can always you change your mind. And you can keep 
mm. keep pushing. And I, I hope for golf's sake that, um, and for the, the next generation of golfers who look up to Lydia Ko, that she continues to play for a long time. She's a wonderful ambassador and an outstanding golfer as well. It's 7.30 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Plenty more coming up. We're going to come back on the other side with Louis Sports Update, and we look forward to that. SCNZ, Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 27 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Trudy with the half-hour news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Lydia Ko just was in clinical form yesterday. Didn't panic on the front nine when everyone around her was going under and she was even, and then some birdies on the back nine and a clutch run home fending off Danielle Kang. That was awesome. Double eight double three or oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Where's Lydia Co going? Can she make that Hall of Fame before she's thirty? Get in touch. A bit of news from around the traps, lads. Novak Djokovic is not going to have a job transformation and become a Formula One driver because Formula One is going to make COVID nineteen vaccines mandatory for all personnel this year. This will mean no one within the paddock will be allowed to be unvaccinated. So that's including all of the people that do the gear changes, uh, the technical advisors, I guess the media managers, everyone involved for Formula One is going to be vaccinated this year. That's a pretty hardline stance from them. Um, Good on them, I guess. Make their call and and make it hard. And yesterday, Izzy, you already referenced this one better who absolutely had a fill-up of his lifetime with a $20 parlay, a $20 multi, (laughs) He has correctly multi together the exact scores of the Bengals game, the Bengals Kansas City game, and the Rams 49ers game, which is so hard if you think about it. He's turned $20 into the half milli rack, 570 odd thousand US, which is incredible. And on those Super Bowl, well, not Super Bowl stats yet, but on that American football stats, is he? Here's one for you. No quarterback has ever won the Heisman. The national title, so the Heisman's the best college player, the national yeah. title's the college championship, and a Super Bowl. Joey Burrow has a chance to do it within three years. Get that one through your skull. Yeah, he's... Oh, it's, it was so good. I didn't pick it. I did not pick the Bengals getting to the big dance over the Kansas City. And then the yeah, second quarter, 21-3, you think it's going to be an absolute whitewash. And game over for the Bengals. But no, they fought their way back. And Joe B, ice in his veins, um, just showed his class. Only second year in the NFL. And he's a young man. And you touched on it. He had a big, big college future. Um, had a successful college career. And he's gone in second year. He's going to the big dance against the Rams. And in saying that, mate, he actually, well, I thought he outplayed. I was watching um, towards the end and, Paddy Mahomes looked a little bit rattled. A little bit rattled. There wasn't much going on, and they, they choked in the end. So Joe B, the Bengals, who never won a Super Bowl, never won it. They're going to the big dance, and they're facing off against the LA Rams. LA Rams, and we had our Michael J. Duarte on the on the show yesterday saying that the 49ers will get to the big dance, but they just missed out. LA Rams going, getting up 2017, and uh, the big Super Bowl in Los Angeles. It's going to be an absolute classic. Who's going to win that? I think the Rams will be too good. They'll be too good. Matthew Stafford, probably the, the talk of the of the season. Matthew Stafford, going from the Detroit Lions, and they were horrible. If you think about the Detroit Lions, 
horrible, horrible team, and Matthew Stafford was there, and they traded Jared Goff, who they actually, you know, gave away number one picks and, and actually went ball and eight to try and get. They traded him for Matthew Stafford. You think, oh, what are they doing? But they've actually built a solid roster, and I think they're going to get a win the Super Bowl, so I think the Rams will get up. But, um, yeah, there you go. Some NFL chat for you. Super Bowl two weeks' time. Looking forward to covering that, and Rams will be too good in the end, I think. So, yeah. What about Is that punt, in? mate? Why don't we try and do a punt Is like that, Baz? Should we try and do one? Far <coughs> out. Mate, so you've introduced me to NFTs, right? Non-fungible tokens. Yeah. And that is taking <laughs> any sort of amount of trying to get my head around. But now the NFL, that is almost impossible for me to get my head around. I'm so pleased that you know what you're talking about. And we've got Kez out the back there, who's just an NFL uh, guru. So you, at any stage, Kez, you get the opportunity opportunity to jump in and just talk NFL. Or or Joe, is it you who's the guru? Who? Which one? Is... Joey B. There's only one Joey B. Uh, hey, Baz. How you going, mate? It's been a while. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm the big NFL fan, mate. Yeah, no, I, I actually play, uh-huh. remember? And uh, 49ers, 49ers are my team. They let me down yesterday. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Jimmy G's out the door. We don't want him. We don't want to see him again. We've got this new guy, <laughs> Trey Lance. He's he's going to carry us forward. Um, But, hey, Joey B, Joey Burrow, what a legend, eh? Mate, you have carte blanche to jump in. Anytime as he's talking NFL, you just jump okay. in and really start, you know? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You guys just take, just, just run with it, okay? Thanks, Joe. Great no, talk for me, mate. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, right, we got coming up. We're going to talk a little bit of a little bit of tennis. We're going to talk Rafa Nadal. We're going to talk maybe Djokovic as well, and obviously Ash Barty. We've got Jose Mogado out of Portugal to come back with on the other side of this seven thirty-eight in the morning. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, SNZ. To Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. Coming up quarter to eight here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call on the Kennard Tire phone line 0800 if you want to talk. Maybe a little bit of golf, maybe a little bit of tennis, maybe a little bit of black clash. We're going to talk some tennis and all the way out of Portugal we're joined. Well, let's talk about Netflix. How lucky have they got? They, picked a, they couldn't have picked a better time to decide to get behind the scenes of the sport of tennis. Because the 2022 Australian Open, well, it had it all from the off-court battles to on-court thrillers. Two champions emerged, Ash Barty and Rafael Nadal. And to debrief the tournament and get the lay of the land of the tennis world for a big year ahead, we're going to be joined very soon by Jose Mulgado all the way from Portugal. We're just going to get him on the line shortly. I'm looking forward to hearing what Jose's got to say about the tournament. Because I think it's going to go down as, as a bit of a cracker. I think 2022. Australian Open will remember for a couple of different storylines. Obviously, Ash Barty, the local girl who was able to pull off uh, a win on home soil and and did it in just the most um, charismatic way. I think she's she's got a real sense of, uh, I think the country love her. The Australian people love her. She just seems like a real knockabout girl. Played for Brisbane Heat back in another life as well at cricket. So immensely talented. But that story was, was a great one. And then in the men's side of things, for Rafael Nadal to achieve what he has achieved, and you've seen the plaudits and the adulation which has followed all around the world. I'm not sure if you saw his, but Roger Federer's message to Rafael yeah. Nadal yesterday was was pretty awesome. It sort of gave me a bit of goosebumps, you know, like a, one of the other all-time greats just seen what it meant to him and, and how it drove him forward as well. Did you, did you pick up on that at all? 
Yeah, I love that, mate. They got a, they got a solid friendship, and I saw them having a wee cuddle, and that was the last time. It was such a long time since Rafa won in Australia. Uh, many, many years since he's won there. He looked like a young Rafa, no, Rafael Nadal. Um, but just love that camaraderie, you know, with those two boys and, and the friendship that they have, that they've been able to forge. Because, you know, they, they've done battles many, many years, and one's been a good winner, one's been a, a loser on the other side of things. But, um, no, nah, absolute champion. And like you said, mate, this, this tournament will go down as one of the greats, obviously because of what went on before. And, and that, I think that's the question, like, I want to ask Jose when he comes on is Novak. We know he's got so much juice left in his engine, but what next for him? What next for him and, mm. and the changes he's going to have to make and, and what's happened and, and what went on in Australia. And fair enough it went on because he told some lies, he told some fibs. And has this ruined the Novak Djokovic, Djokovic image? Can he come back from this? And will he get another opportunity to play? We've seen what Formula One's done. I've mandated it. All the other tournaments will probably get follow follow suit. Are we? Is that the last time we're going to see Ruff, um see Novak? Well, I, look, I don't think so because I, I I don't think he actually cares what people think. I think he's just he he lives in Novak Djokovic's world and and he's more than happy being there. You know, I think he's just content that. Um, yeah, but what if they mandate? He knows what they mandate. He wants, and he, like, he's got to have to change. What he cares, what he thinks about. So you know, like if they say it's it's, you know, it's um, you, you have to get vaccinated. I guess it depends on depends on what happens with the virus, right? Like if the what if the virus is to die out, then then um, then you know who who knows how long it will be before they do unmandate. Un is that a word? Un mm. non mandate. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, my vocab's not great. We're just having a couple of uh, issues trying to get a hold of Jose Morgado out of Portugal. What's the what's the area code for Portugal? Do anyone know? Plus what? Do you know what that is? Like I know that India is plus nine one. Funnily enough, um, Australia is plus six one. Do you know what Portugal is by chance? Is he? Uh, oh, mate, I'm having a stab in the dark here, but I'd say <laughs> plus four one. Plus four one. Two one. Plus two one or plus four one. Two one of one. them anyway. One of them. But no, I'm looking forward looking forward to chatting to him, mate. And uh chatting about the tennis because it's a great game. You like do you like playing tennis? I know you play squash. You play tennis? Uh, yeah, I love tennis. Absolutely love tennis. Mm. Um not blessed with the height to be able to hit down on the net. I've sort of got to hit the ball mm. up to get it over the net. Um but I love the game and uh it might shock you, Izzy, but when I serve I try and go for two big serves. <laughs> just, you know, I'm yeah. happy to take on a double fault. Yeah, well, my theory is there's no point in having a soft second serve because you're going to lose a point anyway. I'd rather mm. double fault trying to just put one back on the opposition. Anyway, it's 7.49 in the morning. We're going to go off for a quick break. We'll try and get Jose back on the other side and we can talk all things tennis. This Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Coming up five minutes to eight here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. Give us a call any time on the Kennards High phone line 0800-150-811. We'll keep your texts flying through as well, double eight double three. Just a little bit of an issue out of Portugal. We're trying to get a hold of Jose Morgado. We might try and push him to tomorrow so we can get our tennis chat done and dusted maybe on hump day. 
Uh, we've got after the break, though, uh, not after the break, after 8 o'clock, we've got Will Jordan. He's going to talk to us not about rugby, maybe a little bit of rugby. <laughs> He's going to talk to us about cricket and his dominance in the Black Clash. He was not just a standout performer alongside uh, Kieran Reid, but well, he got everyone's lips just talking. Everyone just talking about what is Will Jordan? How's he? How's he so good? <laughs> and uh, yeah, and 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 I'm sure Izzy's got a few questions for him as well. We've got a text here from Cam from Invercargill. Morning, boys. Great to have you back on the airways. Louis did a fantastic job when you boys were on holiday. So gutted I miss watching the Black Clash, but the kids had a sleepover with the grandparents. Oh, I can't know. Can I say this? So it was nice to have some quiet time with the wife. Ha ha. Cam. Did get to see the last few overs. Man, what a great game. So so many multi-talented sports people we have. Hey, Izzy, I thought you were playing in that game. What happened, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, Cam, I, I had to pull out a, I had a wee injury. Now, I got a, on my buggered foot, you know, when I broke my leg and I got two screws in it, mate, and I can't even barely walk, let alone try and bowl and run around the field. So I pulled out two weeks before, but I said to the team, um, Black Clash and Ted and, the Juco team, that I'll be back next year. And next year, it's in Christchurch again. So it's got a, it's got a long way to match the Bay Oval, though. Christchurch crowds have got a, a long way to go to match the, the Bay Oval because that was rocking, mate. So that's why I came. But we're back. We're back. So Izzy, I, um, you know how Sir Ted does... Um, Sir Ted, Sir Graham Henry. Crikey, that's yeah. very informal, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Oh, he won't mind, Sir Ted. You know how he does, like, before the um, before the game, he gets everyone in, and he yeah. does his pre-match speech? Yeah, so Flem, yeah. not Sir Stephen Fleming, just Stephen Fleming, Flem, to us, a.k.a. Donk, he, um, he does one for the cricket side, and apparently, and I'm, he might he might get upset with me here, but I'm going to tell it anyway, so who cares. He um, apparently got all the boys to come together and to to stand around in a circle and to hold hands yeah, and to pray to the cricketing gods for success <laughs> at the Bay Oval. <laughs> and they had to pray to the, to the batting gods, firstly, to mm. give them strength mm. and to give them hope to be able to take on the, the young, fresh cricket, uh, rugby boys. Um, during their first 20 overs. And then, he, and then everyone went to break, apparently, and he's like, whoa, 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 we're not done. We've got to pray to the fielding gods. <laughs> and then to the bowling gods. <laughs> apparently oh. the boys were in absolute stitches as well. <laughs> and yeah. we'll, get, we'll get Will Jordan when he comes on to talk us through Sir Ted's speech this time around. You would have been involved in many of Sir Ted's speeches. And Razor as well. Razor Robertson oh. was there. He would have given you a couple oh. of good speeches over the years, wouldn't he? We haven't heard for, uh, much about Ray, but we saw a wee bit on the sidelines when he was on that little mopeck thing going around the boundary. Mate, how was Ray? How was Ray? It was loose. That was good. How was Ray? How was Ray? He was good. Ray's was awesome, mate. He was great fun. Life of the party, as you well know. And um, yeah. just got the, like, really got everyone going. I know he's there in a in a, in a sort of working capacity, but I turned around at one stage when we were out on the field, I was along on, as Trudy said before, when she was just sitting down in the hospitality sector nearby. I turned around, and there's Razor. He's got his, his official pants rolled up. He's got his, his jandal thong, thongs on. He's got his full kit on, 
He's got this little sort of summery hat kind of um, thing rocking. And he's got a beer in his hand. I thought, gee, he's living his best life right in the corporate <laughs> hospitality tent midway through the game. <laughs> I was like, there's no wonder half the country wants him as all-black coach. He's a man of the people. <laughs> oh, see, that's the thing. Half the country want him, but it's the guys sitting up in those offices up top. They can't stand it. They can't stand it. And that's well, that's the, bit edgy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit <laughs> Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you want your all-black coach riding a Segway around the boundary of a game mm. and falling off in front of everyone? Why wouldn't you want that? I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. But we're looking forward to talking to Will Jordan very soon. He's also into NFTs as well, so that might even get a run at some point. Balance. Ooh, balance. balance. <laughs> he's got good balance. He's also had nine, he's had nine knee operations, so what was he thinking? Just jumping on there as well. He's mad. Mad as a cut snake is Razor Robertson, maybe the next All Black coach. Coming up to 8 o'clock in the morning, we're off to track down some McCafe coffees, and we're going to shoot off to Trudy for the second last time with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ Tuesday, the 1st of February. Happy 1st of the month. We're into 2022 and we're into our second month already. This is only our second show for me and Baz, but it's great to be back on the airways talking and sharing some insights with you. Our great listeners out there, shout out to Brad Cook. He's tuned in for the first time. My good mate here in Christchurch. Hope you're going well, brother. Um, anyway, we've got a good show coming ahead of us, coming right up. We just spoke about the Black Clash and, well, Razor Ray, what an absolute champion he was on the sideline. Absolute hot dog, we call him, but he's so good for <laughs> team, environment, team culture. And he is someone that has the balance. Has the balance. All right, we spoke a bit of golf earlier on in the show. We spoke to what Ryan Ballinger out of the United States. He is the owner of Golf. Golf News Net, and he was awesome. Great to get him on. If you've missed that, make sure you head over to SEN app and download the Baz and Izzy podcast, and you'll get all our podcasts. We had some great podcasts last year, and we've got to have a few more great ones coming up. So tune in, and you can hear what's going on throughout the show. Coming up, we're going to talk, well, a bit about the cricket, a bit about the rugby. But before I get there, make sure you remember 8.40. 8.40, we've left the lines open for you to give us a call and chat to us about anything. What you've been up to this summer? If you want to talk about sport, give us a call because that's a dedicated time slot for you to call us on 0800-150-811 and keep those questions coming in about Will Jordan. Will Jordan, what an absolute superstar this boy is. Over the summer, there were some epic sporting events and moments. One of those was obviously the Black Clash. Now, I just want you to think back to when we were talking about the Black Clash last year and what did Bazza say? Take the long handle to Grant. And in Bazza's words, Mattress McCullum, well, I couldn't get there to play, but I'm glad someone was listening. McCullum, oh, that's more like a Jordan. That's what we know you can do. Smashed over long on for six. Heathy, and this is tonked again by Jordan for six more. It just seemed like a small little clip off the pad, but it flew over the boundary. McCullum 
19 off the over. Ooh, 19 off the over. His brother Baz McCullum was sitting back just applauding, going, well done, Mattress. Dolly Mattress, they used to call him. Anyway, <laughs> Will Jordan was superb in the Black Clash, taking to Nathan McCullum and some other team cricket bowlers. And he's on the line now. I'm surprised the phone can fit on his ear. His head must be exploding right now. Will Jordan, how are you, brother? <laughs> Morning, Deggy. I'm no, good, thanks, mate. How are you? Ah, good. We're good, mate. We've just been reminiscing and just reflecting on the Black Clash. And I had to watch it on TV. And what a spectacle it was, mate. It's, it's been a few weeks now. Tell us your memories, mate. How was it? How how was the the week leading up to it? The game. Talk us through it. Yeah, it was good actually. Um, I think yeah, looking back to last year and this year, like it's certainly um, a weekend on the calendar that um, us as players look forward to. I think the opportunity to obviously hang out with a few of the rugby mates that you've seen throughout the year, but probably more so the opportunity to get around um, some cricket guys who have achieved some great things in the game and have a beer with them and get on the field and just share a few stories. It's good fun. Um, in terms of prep-wise this year, I was probably a little bit lighter heading in. Um, me and Geordie actually headed down for a, a wee net in Auckland, sort of in between promos that we had for the All Blacks that week, just to try and hit a few balls. Um, and then just had a wee net the morning of the game, which, to be honest, actually been awfully. So heading in, I wasn't feeling too confident. Um, and it was a bit scratchy, but, um, yeah, managed to get a few off the middle off. Ah, uh, Baz, unfortunately for him. Uh, Jill Baz here, mate. Hey, um, well played. It was, it was. I felt actually a real sense of pride just being there, getting to witness such clean ball striking, especially after um, headbutting one off uh, Jacob Oram, which seemed to straighten you out a little bit. But you mentioned that um, Geordie Barrett had went for a net. He obviously batted during that net because yeah, his bowling bowl, figures eh? were three overs, one fifty-one, <laughs> and he bowled an absolute shower of. You know what I mean. Any uh, any words of encouragement for Geordie moving forward about his bowling? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Geordie obviously had a bit of a tough night uh, for him. I think, <laughs> well, I like that Geordie, um, both in cricket and rugby, is sort of the the way he plays the game with a lot of intent. And I thought uh, that was certainly out there during the Black Clash, sort of coming in, trying to bump a blokes, um, which may not have been sort of that successful, but... <laughs> Got to appreciate someone charging in and trying to take poles, which I enjoyed. But um, oh, I think over the last, he's played in every black dash, I think, and he's usually been one of the sort of top performers, both with bat and ball. So um, I'm sure he would have been a bit disappointed with the ball, but nice to come out and get a cheeky one not out and put the winning run for him, I guess. Yeah, I will say in his defence, though, Daggy, that Geordie, so when we yeah. started the match, the ball was a club match. It was not a, it was not a turf, so they got the wrong the wrong ball for the first like two overs so he was bowling with the wrong the wrong ball so anyway there's a little oh, bit of what? to Geordie and then was, he, who was and then he of, just who was in charge of that bit <laughs> like who's run out I'm not sure yeah I'm not sure I mean it's it, they do swing more so maybe someone was a bit clever maybe it was Richie actually because he likes to try and swing it but you know back into the front front pad of Tom <laughs> Walsh or maybe to nick off Stephen Fleming but it didn't really work for us anyway but Mate, what's um, yeah. <laughs> what about what, what facing Bondi? What was that like for you? Uh, yeah, it was sort of a bit nerve wracking that first ball. To be honest, um, I was sort of yeah, like there'd been a bit of hype around. Had done a bit of training and 
sort of in the warm-ups, looking across the ground, it looked like he was steaming in. So, um, yeah, there's a bit of apprehension from our side on how quick it might be. And probably pretty fortunately, I sort of just slipped on down the third man off the first ball when he was still probably warming up a touch. And then I was standing at the non-strikers there, and the next ball was like a pretty sharp bump, and it just about hits Rito in the head. So, uh, after that, the sort of senses are definitely up. But, no, look, it was good fun. I think, um, luckily, we'd had a pretty... Um, Pretty kind pitch of batting that the groundsman at um, Bay Oval put on, so that probably helped a little bit that the ball wasn't moving around too much. But oh, yeah, opportunity to face him, and um, whilst he probably wasn't as quickest, it was still sharp enough. It was yeah, pretty special. Hey mate, tell us about the the heckling. Was there any banter out there when you were batting, tan off, mate, or did you just make them go real quiet early? Eh? They would have started off a bit of heckle. Did Flem give oh, you anything or what? No. So I thought I was going to call a bit of chat from Flem, but the only thing that Flem did was, so Rito faced the first ball, and when he was facing that, there was sort of a maybe two slips in the gully, and there must have been another guy at sort of mid-wicket or cover, and then off about the third ball, Rito hits a single, I'm on strike, and Flem then just calls that guy in the cover into an extra slip, and just sort of leaves the field open for me, <laughs> which I thought I might be offended by. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> That was sort of yeah. That was sort of the only thing to be fair. Um, and then Grant Elliott, he was sort of building it <clears throat> mid on. He was sort of chipping me a little bit. Um, Grant being a great it's character, jammed. but yeah, it, but that was sort it's of hard a, to understand with that thick accent, though, eh? That South African accent. Yeah, it's very difficult but, to understand yeah. what he's saying. Yeah, and he yeah. talks some absolute hey, turkey at the best of times. So, <laughs> hey, Joe, so you got sixty-three off thirty-seven rocks. Karen Reed, eighty-four off fifty-five. Do you think, I mean, it was an absolute procession, really. It was just a demolition from Team Rugby over what you've got to consider a pretty ageing team cricket. Do you think they need a freshen up? Or <laughs> or maybe we have to bat first next year? <laughs> um, yeah, I think oh, man, we had a pretty young side this year, to be fair. Like, we obviously lost Daggy, who must be about 40 now. Um <laughs> with a couple, a couple of young blokes coming in for him. So if we get if we get Daggy back next year, then it'll probably actually even up the age groups a little bit. Oh. But, <laughs> I don't know, there's, there's a couple of um, there's a couple of fresh retirees, I guess, out of the cricket game who could potentially be candidates to come in if they're up for it. But yeah, I don't know. Female have to go to the back to the drawing board and work it out. But <clears throat> I don't think we ever have batted first. That could be a nice change up. Us going out there and trying to set something. Flem's done, isn't he? Surely he's done. Oh, that's the best Flem we've yeah. seen out of four matches, isn't it? He got 16 yeah, off I... 16. Run a ball on a flat one. <laughs> <laughs> on a flat maybe, one. Maybe Flem needs to just lose the captaincy so he can just focus on his, focus on his batting and perhaps a touch of freedom. It's a little, you know, like you say, it's an ageing cast. There's a lot of... He's probably got a big job on Saturday just making sure everyone's fit and firing, ready to go. <laughs> what what did you think of Tom Walsh? I was I was super impressed with Tom Walsh at the top of the order for team cricket, and in the field, diving around. Yeah, he was very sharp, wasn't he? Um, pretty strong, sort of square of the wicket. Like he had quite a sharp kind of cut or um, anything short, like to just sort of whip through that sort of square leg region. Um, and then, like you say, in the field, he was actually pretty acrobatic. Um, probably stayed four or five runs in the field, so. No, I think he's probably um, one who'll be back next year, I'd say. 
Yeah, nice. Well, Baz has claimed it. Baz claimed that he took him for a wee pint before the match and got him nice and relaxed and uh, it's all the best of Walshy. That's leadership there. Flem, that is leadership right there. Anyway, Jill, Jill, quickly, quickly. When you're at school, mate, when you're at school, I know you're you're great in both formats. Um, obviously, rugby's, you know, you, where you're at right now and you're oh, very classy, rookie of the year and unbelievable at the moment. So... But when you were playing at school, was it was there ever a moment where you had to choose, and were you close to going down the cricket, cricket side of it? I know you're very talented, and we just we've witnessed it now. Was was there a chance you could um, the cricket way? Not really, to be fair. Like I think, I guess when I sort of left school, like I wasn't really thinking um, like either side of it was going to be um, like a professional route for me. Like I sort of was a little bit of a late bloom on the footy scene. Um, kind of only really sort of making the first 15 of my last year and moving out the fullback, kicking on there. And then cricket-wise, I uh, made a few rep teams and stuff, but probably the end of my cricketing career was... Um, oh. Oh. oh, Will. Will, oh. charge your phone, mate. Charge your phone. Ring him back. <laughs> Ring him back. <laughs> Here he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh. Mate, he's been very modest there because I reckon he could have made it as a cricketer as well. Well, you think he's hardly played the game for however many years. Imagine if he actually had mm. invested that time that he's invested as a rugby player, as a mm. cricketer. Like, I know, I know, Bonnie and that they're, they're not like they were um, in their pomp, but there's still some skills on on display which uh, you've got to have some yeah, skills sure. to be able to counter that. You know, and he was mm. he looked good, man. And they're fast in the outfield, as you can imagine. He's back. Sorry about that, Lee. Yeah, mate. Carry on. Carry on, yeah, mate. Sorry. You hang up Dodge on the um, Yeah, what I was saying, anyway, <laughs> was we went away to Wellington for this cricketing tournament, and um, I was opening the batting for Canterbury, and, like, they prepared these absolute green tops. And across the six days, I probably scored about 35 runs the whole, the whole week. And um, after that, I sort of, yeah, that was probably the end of my career. I sort of didn't make any sort of winter, um, you know, off-season sort of canary development stuff. So that was probably the end of my cricketing career, yeah. But, like, I always loved playing cricket through school, but once I left, I sort of thought that I was happy leaving it there and, um, mm. I guess, head down the footy route and happy with how that's gone. Six innings for yeah. a return of 35 runs. You would have been a fair chance of making it at the top of the order in the early 2000s for the Black Caps. But, hey, um... <laughs> Just, <laughs> we were talking a little bit earlier on, Jill, uh, about like um, both Rito and and Richie, like they've sort of, like they kind of just reduced down in, in size, and we're sort of like rugby players and, and ex like athletes. They go one of two ways: Don't they either go Jill for the balloon chance, option, man. or they go for the they go for the sort of Rito Richie McCaw option. What do you think a yourself will be like post rugby? And have you got any advice for uh, Daggy and, and Baz? <laughs> um, yeah, I As don't know. I think the transition. I might go the other way. I sort of struggle to put on weight at the moment. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It depends, I guess, what sort of lifestyle you lead to. But I reckon I might be a bit of a blowout candidate. But as for Daggy, I reckon he's a... <laughs> Diggy, you're a classic New Year's resolution. I see you down at the hip spot getting after it for about six weeks. New Year, New Diggy. And then you get to about sort of the end of the year, there's a few Christmas parties, there's a few things going on. Things are just a bit. So 
mate, you can't be perfect for the whole year. The, How boring yeah, would no, that be? <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. You can't. Um, but you did, right? You did. So, New Year's resolution. Daggy's back. <laughs> I'll be there nothing now, at least, Daggy. There's a wee start of something there. There is, there is, mate. There is. I'm back, mate. And Baz has stabbed me three times today, and we'll have a wee chat after the show about that. Um, <laughs> Jill, 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 you're back at training now, mate. You're back at training. How's that going? No, it was good. Yeah, popped in yesterday, sort of for the first time. We're back on deck. Um, yeah, pretty. Oh, so you part time? Almost lighter shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, light, light. Life is studies this week. Um, the boys have got a pre-season game against the Landers, so good opportunity for uh, the young boys who have been training the last four or five weeks to go out and have a bit of a hit out. So this week really just about sort of getting around them and making sure they're all ready to go. And then I guess as things move forward after they're starting to get back more into game mode and Super's only, what, two and a half weeks away now, hopefully. So um, it all comes around pretty mm-hmm. quick. But yeah, certainly was getting a bit sick of, you know, running on your own and, uh, gymming on your own, so it was nice to be back in the team environment and have a bit of a laugh with a few of the fellas. Nice. So when are you in full-time? Yeah, this week. Back on. Oh, this week. So you, you're back in full-time this week. Oh, nice. But I just yeah, saw Severus yeah. and George Bowers standing in the trees watching oh, the outside. What was yeah, going well, on there? <laughs> yeah. Well, technically, technically, you were back in on uh, Wednesday, but I just thought I'd head back oh. in the start of the week, start fresh. Yeah, that's leadership, mate. Lead by example. The young fellas will absolutely <laughs> love that. Well done, Will Jordan. That's why you're class, mate. We're going to let you go, brother. We really appreciate your time on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. There'll be some well, great clips coming out of there on Twitter, I'm pretty sure. It was a great chat, mate. Really loved it. Thanks very much, Will. Cheers, lads. Cheers, Phil. Oh, yeah. Will Jordan, eh? One of the great. One of the great. He is a he is an absolute champion, bloke, mate. And what a player! Like he used to play on the cricket field, mate. What a player on the rugby field. He gets the ball, you know, he's either going to set something up or he's going to score a try. He is an absolute freak of a talent. And when I was playing at the Crusaders, he was only young, and he had he, had, he dealt with a lot of um, concussions early on. So I'm absolutely stoked he's come through those and got out the other side. And he's got a huge, huge future, mate. Wherever he plays, wing, fullback. I love him on the wing. I love him on the wing. Just have him a bit more freedom and, and just give him the ball, do his thing. Uh, but I know he can play fullback as well. So that was great to chat to, to Will Jordan Bears, absolute champion bloke, and like you said, talented in all facets of sport. So anyway, that was Will Jordan. It is 8.20 in the morning. We'll be back short with, shortly with Paulie Moati. We love Paulie Moati, the party. See what he's got going on, what kind of deals and promotions he's got with the TAB. We'll be back shortly. You'll listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Some great chat from Will Jordan just before. That was outstanding. Reid has appreciated that on the text line too, double eight double three. Reid says, this is a classic example about what I love about SNZ. Hearing from guys like Will Jordan, giving banter as good as he is getting it. What a bloke. Absolutely spot on. That's testament to your relationship, Izzy, as well, with boys like Will Jordan and that too. They come on here and they're so relaxed and we hardly even spoke rugby. That's that, that's quite nice as a former athlete, isn't it, to actually get the opportunity yeah. to come on and just have a bit of fun, have a bit of banter and uh, and talk about all things that aren't necessarily your professional kind of, uh, your, your job, so to speak. So, yeah, now Will Jordan, we'll get him on again. He's good crack.
there might just be a few clips that come out of that on our, all of our socials as well. So get over to our Twitter page if you want to hear some of those on uh, on Baz Nizzy for breakfast. Now we've got Paulie Mwati on the phone for our TAB live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with TAB app today. Paulie Mwati, the party, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, boys. Did I did I hear Will say he was struggling to put weight on? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. That's just cruel, isn't it? Cruel. <laughs> oh, okay. I look at a piece of bread and it goes straight on my hips. <laughs> Give him a week with me. I'll sort that out. <laughs> Conditioning coach. There he is, Paulie Mwadi. What do you got for us today? Uh, well, oh, of course, it was the uh, two big uh, NFL championship uh, matches yesterday. Ooh. And we've got the Super Bowl odds out uh, already. Uh, the Bengals are two fifty-five uh, to win the Super Bowl. The Rams a dollar forty-seven. I can tell you, during the season, the Rams' biggest price in the Super Bowl winner market was thirteen dollars. But the Bengals, wow. and there were a handful of punters who backed them at their at their largest price, a hundred and one dollars. The Bengals were to win the Super oh. Bowl. During this season, there are a handful of punters who are on at $101, so they will be cheering for Joe Burrow uh, and the Cincinnati team to go all the way. Of course, that's not for another couple of weeks. We've also got a Super Bowl MVP market, which is very, very popular with Kiwi punters. Uh, The favourites there, not surprisingly, the two quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford, he's a $2 favourite to be the Super Bowl MVP. Joe Burrow is a $3 to win that MVP. And you can understand why. Of the last 20 Super Bowl MVPs, 13 have been quarterbacks, four have been wide receivers, and three have been defensive players. And that's probably why we see someone like Aaron Donald at $13 to be Mm. the Super Bowl MVP. There is actually a former MVP player uh, who will take part in the Super Bowl in two weeks. And that's Von Miller, who won the MVP yes. with the Denver he Broncos. He did. Mm. Uh, he's paying $36 uh, to be a two-time winner. So Von Miller, 36 to be uh, Super Bowl MVP. On the domestic front, we've got a bit of Ford Trophy cricket. And I see uh, a CD taking on... Uh, the Auckland Aces, and that's a bit of a stacked team too. The Aces, uh, Chapman, Ferguson, Guptill, uh, who else have we got there? Somerville, uh, not the bad, uh, not bad. They are slight outsiders though. Auckland two dollars, CD. Oh, sorry, CD two dollars. Auckland a dollar seventy to win the Ford Trophy match. How good? How good? Hey, quickly, Paulie. What? Yep. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. What's he paying for MVP in the Super Bowl? Yeah, $5. He is the uh, he's the best priced wide receiver. You can understand why he what he um yeah. received he had uh, over 100 receiving yards and two touchdowns in that game yesterday yeah. against the 49ers. So and he has pl- mm. been playing very very well all season. Yeah. Thank you mate. Uh, very it. good. Thank awesome. thank you Paulie Mawati and appreciate your update for the TAB promotions and player hundreds of sports markets to choose from visit tab.co.nz please gamble responsibly R18 we're coming up at his 8:30 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Remember as Izzy said earlier on 8:40 in 10 minutes time we are opening the phone lines to you on 0800 150 811 the Kennard's high phone line. We want to hear from you.
anything. Tennis, rugby, cricket, golf, Lydia Co. Black Clash, Will Jordan, let us know. We are off to Trudy with the news for Kubota here. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ 27 minutes away from 9am. 0800-150-811. That's the Kenata phone line. You heard the lads. Baz and his want your calls coming up not too far away. A couple of sports headlines in the meantime. Paulie Moati might have buried the lead in the Stags Aces game. In his first match since retiring from Test Cricket, Ross Taylor returns to the Stags to play his first Ford Trophy match since February last year. This is a, a commodity. We don't know how much more we're going to get. So if you're around the Palmerston North area, you want to go watch Roscoe bat today for the Stags, that is something you can well and truly do. Uh, that's domestic sport. Unfortunately, other domestic sport, we love 3x3 basketball here at Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz took to it like, wow, Will Jordan took to smacking Mattress McCullum around, really. Loves it. And unfortunately, the Schick 3x3 Cup was a joint venture between Basketball New Zealand and, and ILT Stadium in Southland, and they've had to call it off because of the red alert level. They just didn't think that they could um, get it done. So that was only a couple of weeks away. And I know that if you if you want to hear from Hugh Bainan, who is the general manager of leagues for NZB, he was on Ricardo's show, so Extra Time podcast channel. You can go and hear him speak about that. But it's gutting because they were going to have over 100 players um, from around the country all fly in and and they just haven't been able to make it work from for uh, what particular reasons. And I know this is probably more of a love racing .nz sort of uh, thing to finish on, but for people that love racing and fast racehorses, I shared a trial on my Twitter yesterday from Randwick. We spoke about Nature Strip heading up north to go to Royal Ascot and take take on the straight, the famous race up there. Well, he's trialled up, and this preparation is it's looking massive for him. Wild Ruler and Nature Strip trialled up so well in a pretty fresh state at Randwick. Both got to the front and bowled along. But have a look in behind them. Remember that wee three-year-old filly that Baz brought to our attention and then went on to boom them at, at Flemington midweek on Oaks Day, I'm pretty sure it was? Espanya? Man. She has run about two lengths behind the best sprinter in the world. I know it's a trial. You can't read too much into it. But if you like fast, fast racehorses, this filly is going to be dynamic. So go check that out. You can see that on Twitter. Um, just go and have a look, and I'm sure you'll find it up there. So a couple of things. Roscoe playing today. 3x3 is off, and fast horses. That's right in your wheelhouse, Baz. Yeah, it's right up there, isn't it? You just have to throw a little cold pint mid-afternoon and maybe a game of golf, and you've got one of my perfect days there, Louis. So... Good vibes as we come to an end of uh, of our Tuesday show here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. So we do want to hear uh, we want to hear from you very soon as well. And even if you just want to ring up and say goodbye to Trudy, she leaves us today. It's getting a bit sad, mm. isn't it? As mm. twenty four minutes left is, of mate. Trudy working for us, working with us. <sighs> mm. You're going to be okay. Like I said, though, friends forever. Friends forever. Doesn't matter. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, friends forever. I'll see her at Prago. We got Prago, Trudy. Yeah. Prago. Ah, man, what about that equine flesh that you're talking about there, Louis? How much? That's some premier 
equine flesh. How much money mm. is running around in that one trial? Mate, Moonga. What they've earned. Moonga was work. at the back of the trial. How did Moonga mm. go? He, he had a quiet trial. Annabelle Nisham trialed up. Her um, top-ranked Moonga, Zaki, all gave them pretty quiet trials. But this top-ranked is a European that's come down. Hopefully that's going to run in the All-Star Mile. It's a grey and it is a beast. Man, the trials from Randwick on a Monday for n- racing nuffies like myself, it just, it's mint. Can you can you back a grey? Oh, I, I don't like backing. Yeah, I know, but Chautauqua, oh, it was amazing. I used to love it, what run, seen it run from off the speed and boom, home. But it's hard to punt that style of racing mm. as well. And I just, I just feel like the grey horses just don't win. Like, <laughs> But when they it's do, like, you're like, why didn't I back that grey one? It's like when your missus, missus backs the white one and it wins for the first time. Yeah. It's your first time in your life you've ever seen a white one win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not winning the 100 metre final, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I don't know. Grey, it's not for me necessarily, but let's see. Let's see. Right, it's 8.38 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. When we come back on the other side, we want to hear from you. Kennard Tire phone line 0800 150 811. 8.43 in the morning here on Baz Nizzy for breakfast. SCNZ, very shortly we're going to cross to Zaid, who's on the line. He's going to have a chat to us, which is great. Thanks for calling on the Kennard Tire phone line. Before then, just want to let you know we're doing some really cool stuff around Super Rugby this year here at SCNZ, and that includes this. We are on the hunt for the Super Rugby Fan of the Year. Pick just one winner each week for your chance to win $5,000 cash. Thanks to our friends at Reese. If your team wins, you survive. Get it wrong and you're gone. Last person standing wins. Out tip, stay, our tip is to stay alive, win big. Sign up now at fanoftheyear.senz.nz. SCNZradio.nz. Apologies. We're going to get over to Zaid. Good morning, Zaid. Welcome to Baz and Izzy. Good, good morning, Baz. Good morning, Izzy. Morning. What do you got for us, Zaid? What do you got, bud? Um, uh, uh, a uh, pretty big story the last few days. Um, I'm pretty sure you'd be around with Izzy. What are your thoughts on um, the Super Rugby maybe versus Queenstown? Yeah. Huge, huge news is uh, coming out of the rugby world. Look, um, yeah, well, if there's ever going to be a spot, there's obviously a few things, reasons why they're going down the south. I think it's flights, or I don't actually know what the reason is, but if it does get there, I think it'd be great. I think it'd be great. I think it's a bit like the the NBA, and they're trying to keep everyone together and trying to keep uh, COVID out of uh, out of their bubbles and keeping everyone close. They need to carry on and. And keep the competition going, and this is probably the only viable option for them to to be able to do it. So if they do, I think it'll be awesome. Great for Queenstown; they've missed a lot with tourism. Obviously, crowds won't be a thing, but it'll be great for them just to have some sort of big event down there and and, and places like that. So I think it'll be great, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Blues fan, been supporting them since the uh, Kevin Mialani, Charlie Famuina days, Tony Woodcock, Ali Williams. Mm. Where yeah. does Roger play? Where does Roger play, mate? Level for you. What's your? There's talk of him going to the midfield. I don't. Yeah, I'd rather see him on the outside. But for you, Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Uh, he, he, I want him at twelve to link up with Rico, and you've got Clark and Talia on the wings is pretty good for me. Okay. Reason why I want, want him at twelve? I just think there's not there's not really that much depth right now at twelve in the All Blacks, other than 
you know, Jack Goodhue and there's not really too much depth. And um, I don't think the Blues need another winger because they've already got heaps. And fullback, I don't think he'd be quite a good enough fullback when you've got Zahn Sullivan or Stephen Pearson there. Mm. And yeah. Nice. And um, I, I just want to get onto the Black Clash quickly. Um, I know you call your um brother the mattress, but um, when they were commentating, they were calling him the Kimono Dragon. Baz. Yeah. S- strong neck, isn't he? Yeah, strong. Don't you reckon he looks like a Komodo Dragon? Maybe. What do you think, Zay? And um, they reckon like Jimmy Neesham looks like a bit of an alpaca. <laughs> yeah, definite alpaca. Yeah. Yeah, no, he is, does. Or a llama. I don't know. What's the difference between an alpaca and a llama? Do you know, Zay? I don't really know too much the difference there. But it was a great game, wasn't it? Um, Baz, you came in for that quick quick fire 20 off the old, um, what do they call it, the old doubly-wubbly over? Yeah, that was tactical and, genius from Sir Ted and the skippers and, obviously, and, um, and, uh, and Jason Spice. And obviously, Rito, and who you just talked to, Will Jordan, obviously set the pl- platform pretty good for you guys. And um, is mm. there anywhere where, where we can watch the Ford Trophy or no? I wouldn't mind watching that game today, or is there nowhere you can watch that? Uh, I'm not totally sure. If it, if it is anywhere, it will be on Spark Sport, um, Zade, but I'm not totally sure. I think so they... We'll, uh, we'll see what we can... Muster up. Sorry, Louis. No, sorry, Bez. I think they might live stream it on NZC. And if they don't live stream the whole game, you can watch the deliveries um, on New Zealand Cricket. NZC.co.nz. But yeah. Hey, Zabe, just before we awesome. let you go, mate, hey, um, do you think the cricket guys need a bit of a freshen up? Do they look just a bit like second rate compared to the rugby team, in your opinion? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they could probably do with you having back in their team, I think. No, nah, nah, rugby. He's rugby. Two, two hits, two mm. kills. Rugby. So. Thanks, Aid. <laughs> we appreciate you calling, mate, and appreciate all your support here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Well, we know you're always listening to the show, so good to talk to you, mate. All good. Thank you. Awesome. There you go. We've got Kenny on there, mate. Should we have a what chat to Kenny? Yeah, yeah, we'll have a chat to Kenny. Absolutely. He might be. Is he on the line now? What do you think of Zade's um, Blues back line? Oh, yeah, I agree where he's coming from. I think they're, um, you know, what, 12, they've got Talia, they've got Caleb Clark, Perfetta, Zahn Sullivan, who I think has got a huge, huge future in the fullback jersey. Solid, his class. Uh, I just don't want to see Roger, I just don't want to see Roger become so tied up and, and just become a battering ram if he can still use his footwork because that's, that's where he's class. He's so silky smooth. He's got a great agility on the field. I want him to be able to see him use that and not just be a battering ram. That's the whole reason. But we'll see. We'll see what uh, Leo McDonald's got up his sleeve. Anyway, we've got Kenny from Canterbury. Good morning, Kenny. How are you, bud? Yeah, good, Izzy. How are you? I'm very, very well. Very well. Great to be back on the tools on the airways, mate. What do you got for us? Yeah, I I 100% agree with you on uh, Roger. Uh, not going into the Mm. midfield. I mean, we've been down that road a lot with the All Blacks, and uh, I just reckon he's more suited to fullback. Um, his yeah. footwork and mm. just his fair pace. Like like you say, you don't want to get that sort of guy bogged down in the midfield. We've been we've been down that road. Yeah, I just look at a guy like David Harvey and I think the way that they were trying to play him 
just didn't suit him. You, like, you look at how silky he is when he's playing fullback, when he's got time and space, he's got such good footwork. When he got into that position, he just played a different style of footy that, that kind of got lost his his um his his like his strengths. Um, so I just don't want to see Absolutely. that. I just don't yeah. want to see that with RTS. No, and um, um, he's going to make a big difference for the Blues, old um, RTS, but I still think they're not going to go any good. You don't reckon? You don't reckon they'll be a threat? No. Leon McDonald? No way. Saw glimpses? Well, he's a a Canterbury man, so they've got a chance there, but um, (laughs) no. Blues, no chance. You got your patch on, eh, bud? You got your patch on, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Um... Baz, on cricket, um, just on a yeah, different note, do you reckon this tour of Pakistan's going to go ahead to the Aussies? Is it the Aussies going there next? Well, I don't know, mate, to be honest. Kenny, it's, yeah. um, one thing I will say is England pulled out of that tour. I know New Zealand pulled out of the tour, but now there's about um, two dozen English players playing in the Pakistan, Premier League, uh, Pakistan Super League. So I, I don't think that's a great look. Um, yeah, it's so, a bit of a head scratcher. Yeah, I, like. I feel sorry. For, I feel sorry for the people of Pakistan um, who would love to be watching live cricket and that. But it is a bit of a head scratcher. People can get paid yeah. heaps of money to make those decisions, though. And what about <laughs> cricket here? Like, what? Obviously, we can't have much of a crowd in red light, but what's going to happen, do you reckon? Uh, well, hopefully, we we get to see the South African series go off. Um, really well, and you know, it's disappointing you're not going to have crowds because you know our grounds they are so sparse or outdoors. And I'm no epidemiologist, but I don't believe the the virus is is, transmit, is transmitted out in the open air. So it would have been nice to have been able to have big crowds at um, at Hagley Oval, but doesn't seem to be the case. We're just going to get through this phase, don't we? And then hopefully sport can resume as everyone else's lives can resume as well, and and business and stuff. We're going to have to get going, mate, because we've got uh, Smitty on the other side, but we really appreciate you calling, Kenny, and thanks for your yeah, insights, shot, Kenny. and appreciate your uh, support of the show, too. Good man, that is Kenny out of Canterbury. It is 8.52 here in the morning. Thanks to Zaid as well for both Kenny and Zaid's calls. We appreciate your uh, your engagement with us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're going to be back on the other side with the doyen, the voice of sport. For all of New Zealand and our temper sleep on it. And that is going to be with Ian Smith. We'll be back very soon.